Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. When you visit, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can become a sustaining member. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and Wire gear, and activity days with prizes. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Going to Hamvention 2019? Become one of the lucky winners to take home a limited edition swag kit. Visit ICOM's website to enter into this swag contest today. ICOMAmerica.com slash amateur. And LDG. LDG automatic tuners are built with industrial quality components for safety, durability, and long life. LDG microprocessors run state-of-the-art matching firmware to find a match in seconds. For more information, visit ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 watts and a wire. Yes, sir. How you doing? It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. And you have met me at the intersection of life and amateur radio. And this is true because with a podcast, you can listen whenever it suits you. You may be listening on a Friday or a Sunday on the back of the tractor. If you're on the back of the tractor, I hope somebody else is driving. You may go into the ditch. Get yourself together. But you see what I mean? I've got to record these things when it's good for me, release them, and then you listen when it's good for you. And that's kind of how it goes. It's the intersection of life and uh, other things. And I've got to say, I'm going to start out by saying I've been doing some ham radio-related work on the periphery of yard work. I've been burying coax However, I haven't been making contacts. This, by the way, is song number three, burying coax but not making contacts. You say, what about song number two? I got something else going on there, so let's uh, we'll talk about that as things develop, but we will be recording a ham radio 100 watts and wire record, starting with the hit sing, I didn't know. That five nine five nine everybody five nine five nine bounce with me bounce with me was going to be a hit off the southern tip of Chile and now in parts of Germany. So it's unexpected. It might be a career change for me. We may have to take it on tour. I don't know. There's a second song in the works, but we'll talk about that uh, later. Burying coax because I've got some long runs. Now, I've buried the coax from my shack out to my switcher, which is quite a piece there. That's about 150 feet. And that was buried originally because I need to be able to cut that grass. Now, some people will say, see, child, you could just sit it there, maybe put some pins in and the earth will grow up around it. But this is, you know, it's a footpath. It's, you know, it needed to be buried Not a big deal. It is some work. I did not do that this weekend or this year even. It was originally, you know, 
installed. I use uh, 213 Direct Berry. And, uh, you know, some there's other things bigger and better than that, I'm sure of it. Um, and there are things that you can get away with that aren't lossy and cheaper. You do what you need to do. For me, I invested my money in 213. I wanted the Direct Berry. And I like to use it. It is bigger. It isn't cheap. But it's what, you know, I've chosen to use. I'm not using big old Heliax. Now, Heliax seems to me like it could be a costly penny. I could also be digging up my yard and putting conduit down, too. I mean, you know, it is what you make it. Uh, for me, oh, am I losing it? Oh, show's over, everybody. When the voice starts to go, that's it, man. Pardon me. <clears throat> Get together, voice. Mind over matter. It's still crappy. Ugh, it's always crappy. This hobby is what you make of it. You can make it very little. You can go, you know, inexpensive. You don't have to go whatever. For me, I'm just saying, this is what I like to use, 213. And I, I bury the cable where I can. Now, from the switcher to my antennas. I had some feet there, too. I mean, footage. I had some space, some cable on the ground, and it made it a little dicey. Not too bad, but for years now, I'm weed-eating. I'm not really pushing a mower. I'm not driving a tractor over this area. It's not conducive to that anyway. This is a country landscape, and it is really heading into the trees. In fact, my antennas are hanging from oak trees. So... I'm not in there cutting or driving a tractor, too dangerous. You know, you could cut things up, you could flip your tractor, you just can't, you can't. So I'm doing it with a weed eater. It's yard work time, spring is here. Look, it's May. And the bugs, incidentally, the mosquitoes here in New Seattle, which is a city just north of the city of St. Louis. It rains all the time. Two years ago, it rained the whole summer. Maybe it was three years ago. I don't know. I try not to hold on to those memories. But when I tell you, friends, it seems like it's been raining here for, I don't know, let's just say four, five, even six days out of a week. When we get sun, it's beautiful. But man, these bugs, these mosquitoes will carry you away. They are swarming and will carry you away. Now, the direct berry coax where I've been putting it in the ground, I think there's some benefits to that that are aside from landscaping. You know, any, uh, and I'm not an expert here, the standing wave ratio, anything that's coming back down off of the antenna, you know, I like the fact that, you know, when it comes back down to the earth, at some point, this coax is going back into the ground, you know, so hopefully not as much is making its way back, if at all little bit but I like having it in the ground a deer aren't tripping over things the wind isn't galloping it around it isn't swinging it does that it does that man it just does tree limbs fall down just put as much of it as I can underground and and frankly I've got a couple that run out to an 80 meter and a 160 antenna I can't bury that the uh Terra is too too dense it's just woods you can't just you know I got that's what I've been doing. 
I've not been making contacts. And it, I posted something about this on our social media. Now we're on Facebook. Do a search for 100 Watts and a Wire podcast from any Facebook page, and you'll find us there. It's a good group of people. We ask questions. We help each other. We give each other solutions, options, that sort of thing. It's not heavy-handed in, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Every now and again, we get those guys. But uh, they end up weeding themselves out. But I posted up, and I do this from time to time, you know, that I hadn't made any contacts in, geez, at, the, at that time, I think it was, you know, 20 days and immediately people are thinking that it's because of propagation it is not because of propagation it is because of life it is because of life many people have to put this hobby and service down I'm not looking to do that I enjoy producing this show communicating with you uh, learning but I've got a young family, and it is family first. And there's a lot going on, man. There's a lot going on in everyone's lives. But immediately, several people were like, you just got to get on the bands and drive, and the bands aren't dead. These no-code hands. Aw, oh, Jimmy. Jimmy, can you believe this post here? This guy over here talking about can't make contacts for 22 days. What kind of antenna system is that, Jimmy? Jimmy, let's cuddle. What's that, Bobby? You broke up there. Propagation not good. 22 days is life. Life. You know, I listen. I listen as I am uh, in the mobile. I listen when I can from home. But frankly, I mentioned all the rain. I'm unplugged, man. Forget the bonding. Forget all the grounding. Yeah, whatever. Unplugging for me is a safety net. Makes me feel good. I sleep easy. Took a lot to get what I have. I'm not trying. I know people who have been zapped. I just unplug. I just unplug. Don't care. 20 days, uh, 22 days contact free is nothing to do with propagation. I'll drop 1,500 watts out through the, wa the line and I'll hit somebody. It's not about propagation. It's not about power, not about a crappy antenna. It's about life. Life. You got to live your life. That said, you know, miss making these contacts. That's, that's for sure. Uh, I did hear some interesting things. Um... And I am studying. I, uh, I'm going to take on a new study here of crank-up towers. I'm trying to explore the pros and cons. One major pro about that is uh, I'm not a climber, per se. I mean, you can get me up to do the gutters, you know, but I'm no good to you at a certain height. Um, I guess you'd call it a fear of heights or whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about, you know. I'm not up there to be able to do the working and, you know, it's just not good for me. It's not safe for anybody, for me. And uh, my family needs me to earn. So I'm not going to play around with uh, getting up on a tower and all this. So uh, I've been looking at a crank up tower and I'm not in the, in the ballpark to build, but it is something I'm curious about. Um, and we'll see and what height and what's the cost and how does that all work. Uh, I'm interested in that. Uh, but not quite ready. So the passion for the hobby and the service is still there. It's just I've not been in chair. And when I've been able to get in the chair, 
We're unplugged, man. New Seattle, Missouri is really... I'm, I know I'm flipping people out here. People who are new and listening on shortwaves like, what is this dude talking about? It's not even on my atlas. Yes, it is. Go look on your atlas. It's called St. Louis. They'll change the name of it at some point. More on the uh, Crank Up Tower stuff in the coming weeks. Pastor Joe is here. He's been working on a QSL card series now for a while. He, he, he wrote to me some weeks ago because he was designing his new card. He asked me if he could use the 100 watts and a wire logo on his card. And you can too. Yes, you can. You just can't sell things uh, with the 100 watts and a wire logo. You can put it on your QRZ page. You can put it on your QSL cards. If you write a blog and want to write about us, you can do that. You can use that, put it there. That's cool. And that's what he did. Just can't put it on a t-shirt and start selling it. It's the law. I'll sue that ass. Can't wait to get your boat from you. Mm, come on. I need one of those air streams or jet streams. Don't do it. Don't do it. Pastor Joe's here. He's going to teach us about QSL cards and his experience. Also, um, we're going to talk satellites. Patrick's back. The special op segment this week. We're going back to talk about satellites. We'll do all that next. CQ, CQ, CQ. This is 100 watts and a wire. ICOM's newest SDR transceiver, the IC9700, is coming soon. This new radio is bringing direct sampling to the UHF-VHF weak signal world. The IC9700 all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features such as dedicated amateur satellite operation, a color touchscreen, D-Star capability, RF direct sampling on 2-meter and 70-centimeter bands, dual independent receivers capable of full duplex operation as well as dual watch, and 100 watts max output power on 2 meters, 75 watts on 70 centimeters, and 10 watts max on 1.2 gigahertz. Visit icomamerica.com backslash amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. This is 100 watts and a wire. Hi, this is Joe Hughes, Whiskey Alpha 2, Juliet Oscar Echo. Recently, I decided to update my QSL card and finally get some cards sent out to stations in my log. What is a QSL card? Well, first we have to answer the question, what is a QSL? QSL is a radio amateur Q code and it means I confirm reception. A contact with another station is a QSO or QSO, and a confirmation of that contact is a QSL. Usually, a QSL will confirm the date, time, and frequency of the contact. When I was a shortwave listener back in the 80s, we would send reception reports to the big international broadcasters and ask for a QSL card, which confirmed that we had indeed heard that particular station. These days, there are several ways to confirm contact with another amateur station. Many operators use electronic logs, such as Logbook of the World, EQSL, or Club Log. We may also send out QSL cards, which are personalized cards with space to confirm details of the contact. Let's talk about the cards. Now that you've decided you want your own QSL cards, you need to come up with a design. How you design your card is totally up to you. I already had a basic card that I had designed and printed myself, 
but I wanted the new card to be a standard size, which is three and a half inches by five and a half inches. I was ready to spend some money to have the card professionally designed and printed. There are many companies that do this. I paid $56 to have a designer work from my design and print 250 cards. The designer had the resources and expertise to make improvements to my design. Much of the cost is in the setup. To go from 100 cards to 250 cards was only $7 more. If you're not a designer, don't worry. Most of the commercial QSL card printers have some very nice templates from which to work, and their designers will work with you. My friend Mike, N2MN, used the photo of Earthrise over the moon for his card, and it looks stunning. Copyright restrictions may apply if you use someone else's photo. For sure, you will want your name, call sign, and location on your card. I added my grid square, CQ zone, and county. I also have my mailing address and email address on the back of the card. My design incorporates an outline of my state, New Jersey, a lightning bolt that points to where I live, more or less, and three logos that express my interest in amateur radio. The ARRL logo, the Amateur Radio Emergency Service logo, and of course, the 100 watts and a wire logo with my member ID number. There's many ways to go with the design. Maybe you want to show something unique to where you live. Some hams show their shack or antenna farm. A buddy of mine is making up a series of four different QSL cards showing different sites unique to the Jersey Shore, including a Marconi site. It's totally up to you. You can also look at cards that you may have already received for some ideas. For the back of your card, there are some choices to be made here also. Some operators use the space on the back to include information about their event or site. Some choose to leave space to address the cards, like a regular postcard. You definitely need space to fill in the data on the contact, including date and time in UTC, frequency, mode, and signal report. Again, it's all up to you and the services that print cards have many templates to choose from. Some operators design and print their own cards. I have several of those and they look really nice. This is the way to go if you want to keep your costs down or if you think you're only going to send a few cards. If you've been thinking about sending out QSL cards, why not get started right now? Check out some printers online for ideas. If you have any questions or comments, you will find me on the 100 Watts in a Wire Facebook page as Joe Hughes. For 100 Watts in a Wire, I am Pastor Joe, W-A-2-J-O-E. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. An LDG desktop tuner works automatically with nearly any station up to 1,000 watts. LDG Zero Power Tuners are ideal for portable or mobile use as they consume almost no current and can be powered by internal batteries that last up to a year. LDG Tuners are backed by our two-year fully transferable warranty and our legendary customer service, the best in the industry. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. Made in America, shared worldwide. This is 100 watts and a wire. Hi, this is Patrick Stoddard, WD9EWK. For this segment, I'm going to discuss different ways that amateur radio operators can determine when satellites will be available over their location at any particular date and time. This used to take a fair amount of effort 
using devices coupled with information from W1AW bulletins to know when a satellite would be available for their location. It's much simpler now with software on computers, apps for mobile phones and tablets, and even websites that can generate this information in seconds. For the desktop operating systems, Windows, Mac OS X, and Linux in particular, there are many options. Some free software, some software that must be purchased or a license key uh, purchased for full functionality. One software package that's available in all three platforms is the free open source package called gpredict, written by Alex OZ9AEC in Denmark. gpredict is based on the non-graphical software called Predict, written many years ago by John KD2BD. Alex has updated it, put a graphical user interface on it, and expanded beyond simply predicting when the satellites will be visible for a particular location. GPredict includes the ability for the software to control transceivers and antenna rotators. If you're wanting to automate your satellite station, GPredict is an option that's available on all three of those desktop operating systems. You can download pre-compiled packages for each operating system. If you use Linux, many distributions already have a pre-compiled package available through a software repository so you don't have to compile from the source code, although the source code is available if you wish to compile it, and especially if you want to make tweaks or modifications to the source code to suit your purposes. For those using Windows PCs, SAT PC32 is also an option. SAT PC32 is written by Eric DK1TB in Germany, and he makes a free download of the software available from his website, www dk1tb.de. The free version of his software is fully functional with a catch. Every time you start the program you must enter in your station parameters, your location, if you're using the software to control a transceiver or an antenna rotator you must enter all those details every time you run the software. Instead of selling the license keys himself which will allow you to save those settings and not have to enter them every time. Eric makes that available through AMSAT North America, AMSAT UK in Great Britain, and AMSAT DL in Germany. And in the case of the AMSAT organizations, you can also purchase the software on a compact disc. If you've downloaded the software from Eric's website, all you need to do is purchase the license key from one of the three AMSAT organizations. Once you install that license key, then the software will preserve your settings. SatPC32 is a powerful program. Eric is available by email for questions. He also participates on different forums including the AMSAT BB mailing list, so if questions are asked many times Eric will join in and answer the questions in those forums. And even though his website and the software have lots of information on how to set up the software. If you have a specific question for your use case, your particular radio or radios, antenna rotator, etc., feel free to email Eric. He will answer you and he's happy to do that. If you're using the Mac OS X operating system, you have the option of using gpredict as you can with Linux and Windows operating systems. There's also Mac Doppler. 
Mac Doppler is written by Don, V-E-3-V-R-W. Don makes the software available through his website at dogparksoftware.com. And AMSET North America also sells the software through its website. Similar to GPredict and SatPC32, Mac Doppler has much of the same functionality available for those using the Mac OS X operating system. If you're looking for an app on your mobile phone or tablet that will predict when satellites will be passing by, there are many options. For the Android devices, I use the free AMSAT Droid Free app. It's been around for a few years. It's a basic tracking application. It will allow you to either use the device's GPS to set your location, or you can manually enter your latitude, longitude, or grid locator, which the app will use to generate past predictions. The other app that I occasionally use on my Android devices is ISS Detector Pro. Similar to AMSAT Droid Free, ISS Detector Pro will do this and provide you know, much more information on the main screen, showing passes for many different satellites instead of focusing on a single satellite as AMSAT Droid Free does. ISS Detector Pro is a $2.99 app in the Google Play Store. Keep in mind that there is also a free ISS Detector app. The free app is only usable for tracking the International Space Station. If the ISS is all you're concerned with, the free app will work fine. The Pro version allows you to track amateur radio satellites, weather satellites, and other satellites beyond the International Space Station. Another Android app that's popular among satellite operators is Heavens Above. It is also free like AMSAT Droid Free. All of these again are available in the Google Play Store. If you have an iOS device, there are also different apps, some free, some requiring a small purchase. One popular free app is called SatSat. Other apps that require a small purchase include SkyGuide, GoSat Watch, ProSat, and HamSat HD. All you have to do is go into the Apple App Store and search for satellite tracking app or AMSAT tracking app and you'll be presented with many options. And you can do the same thing in Google Play for the Android devices using the same type of search. In addition, John Breyer, KG4AKV, and a few others maintain a wiki, and one of the pages on that wiki goes over these tracking apps, showing their pluses and minuses and some feedback from different users. You can visit the wiki at sats.wiki.wikidot.com and look for the link that says, What apps can I use to track satellites? Along with the software for computers and the apps for the mobile devices, there are websites that will also generate predictions on when satellites will pass by a particular location. On the amsat.org website, there is a satellite pass prediction utility at amsat.org track where you enter either your latitude and longitude or your grid locator, then select the desired satellite, and the website will generate between 10 and 50 upcoming passes. There's also a link to generate a map showing your location 
the satellite's current location and its orbital track for the next couple of orbits. Another popular website is maintained by the Argentine AMSAT group, and that's at amsat.org.ar pass. Similar to the amsat.org website, you do have to enter your latitude and longitude or your grid locator, and you can generate pass predictions for different satellites. Another popular website is n2yo.com, november2yankeeoscar.com. When you bring up this website, it will show a world map with the current location of the International Space Station and try to determine your location based on your computer or device's IP address. This is not always accurate, especially if you're using mobile data services. So you do have the option to enter your location instead of letting the website attempt to set your location based on your IP address. Along with the space station, you can use n2yo.com to track other satellites. It's a very popular, very powerful website for satellite pass predictions. As with the programs and the apps, there are other websites that will also allow you to generate pass predictions for satellites. You can search for satellite tracking web page and see those options appear. If you have any questions about this or the other topics that I've covered in previous episodes, please feel free to contact me. I'm available on Twitter at WD9EWK. My email address is on my call signs entry at qrz.com. Be happy to answer questions. Maybe I'll hear you and work you on a satellite in the near future. Until next time, for 100 watts and a wire, this is Patrick Stoddard, WD9EWK. Let's turn it back to Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel for your final. My thanks to Patrick for teaching us more about satellites in the special ops segment. We do that or try to do that every week as life allows. Also, thank you to Pastor Joe for teaching us about QSL cards in his experience. I like receiving them. I try to get to my P.O. box once a week, if not every other week. And it's always fun. I've always enjoyed opening mail, postcards from people who are traveling to cool places. And it's fun to know that you've made a contact. It's kind of that official, 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 official official.com. It's that official note to say, I got you and you got me. That was fun. Thanks for doing it. Hope to run into you again. QSL cards are cool. We'll learn more as the weeks come uh, through Pastor Joe's eyes. He got his cards made up. He's now sending those out. He's got some things. He's going to discuss the Bureau and how that works. Should be cool. Mark on your calendars June 7th through the 9th. The 100 watts in a wire antenna tune-up. A lot of cool things happening in June. June 22nd and 23rd is field day. So the tune-up has always been about getting ready for field day because everybody has different jobs on field day. If you're part of a club, you may be working the potato gun, shooting the line up over a tree. You could be the pizza runner. You may be doing code on 20 meters. But you've been building a cool antenna, too, on your own. You want to test it out? June 7th through the 9th, 100 watts and a wire, antenna tune-up. We are going to celebrate the antenna. Uh, prizes to give away. Check us out at 100wattsandwire.com. Click activities. 
to learn more. Friends, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com. Thank you.